Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Is it all connected? Hi, I'm James Lynch and welcome to this Park Books Update moment. In order to get the full grasp of a subject sometimes, you really need the right environment. Granted, sometimes because of not having enough time on hand in order to really fully explain something, uh, you just say, just do this. Or even if you don't understand it, just do that. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen as often because there is a reason why children from early age all the way up until about 18, it takes days, weeks, months, and years to understand certain concepts and even statements that a parent may have stated to a child when they were three or four years old, but then it didn't take it take them all the way until about what, 16 or 17, or maybe a little bit later to fully grasp the importance of what the parent had taught the child. And why at times the parent even said, just do it anyway. And, and, you know, you can mull it over in your mind at that time while we do it. And the child does it. One of the reasons is not only because of the authority of the parent, but the child truly loves the parent and trusts the parent. And guess what? Hey, it has always worked out. With that background, now let's think about what I've said in the beginning. Is it all connected? Now, the reason why I ask that question in this way is because when people talk about connection and they talk about oneness, you know, it's not always uh, understood in the way that it really is meant to be understood and in principle way. And you've heard me state mission statement type of way. You know, you're actually one and connected in purpose in the way that you're going to treat one another. Well, at times you will run into individuals that understand a lot of things about science and even other subjects that will say, because it's all connected, because we are all connected, they actually start um, carrying out certain actions at times, you know, and saying it is really justified because we are all connected. Okay. Keeping that in mind, let's set the environment before, you know, I go into talking further about this uh, connecting connectedness. You know, this connectiveness uh, that uh, sometimes uh, people talk about. Remember, I stated that actions are carried out at times. And they're saying the reason why they can do it because is really because of this connectiveness. See, I want to keep emphasizing this. And I'm going to share something with you because uh, pretend now that we're going to a coffee shop, okay? And now we get into the environment. You've got some nice 
jazz playing, um, some other light singing at times. Just a wonderful environment. And this environment, and you may have experienced it yourself, where you can have had a problem you were working with, a discussion that just wasn't coming across just right, you know, with a, another person. You say, let's go have a cup of coffee. And then you go in the coffee shop and you discuss these things and then it start making more sense. So pretend you're in a coffee shop and uh, maybe you got a cup of coffee in your hand right now. You're relaxed with the nice music and everything. And the difficulty or understanding of a certain subject is now about to be discussed. Okay, now, with connectedness, let me answer the question up front where it says, where you ask or you state, we are all connected. Everything in the universe is connected. Okay. On the surface level of that statement, which some people say, well, that's a deep statement in itself. But I'm here to share with you today now that it's not all connected. Okay. And what do I mean by that? where I have to make another statement that people know about or a term, and it's called free will. Do you understand the full power, the privilege that is in what the grand creator gave us with free will? You see, free will that God granted us is so powerful you can actually break the it's all connected you see and there are examples in the good book that shows just that because remember i told you before that sometimes certain actions are justified because people will still say we're all connected anyway so uh let me go do this or uh, let me go and actually just uh, encroach upon this because we're all connected. And I'm here to, you know, share with you again that we're not. Now, free will. See, it talked about free will. Everybody uh, made in the image of God and also in the heavenly realm because there is a passage even in the good book that talks about how mankind was made. You know, uh, little Lord and angels and, you know, also, uh, you see, well, Jesus was when he came. See, I'm getting ready to get on another subject. Let me not go. But the whole point is we are still made in God's image, even though we're not as powerful as the angels. But the thing that we still have in common is free will. See, we all have free will whether in the heavenly realm or on the earthly realm. Now, with that being said, remember the subject matter is still dealing with it's all connected or is it? And I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. And here is the reason why. The good book ends up describing 
what God's enemy did in the Garden of Eden and throughout history to take ones who ended up exercising their own free will as well to turn against God and then to turn against people who wanted to be friends with God and get to know God. When this happened to the ones in the spirit realm, God did something uh, to them, you see. And what was it that he did? Well, if you were to read in Second Peter, in chapter 2, verse 4, it says that God did not refrain from punishing the angels who sinned, but threw them into Tartarus, putting them in chains of dense darkness to be reserved for judgment. So what does that mean? When we talk in a positive way about it's all connected, what is normally right at the head of all the connectedness? People say light, that light represents God, the father of the celestial lights, who's no darkness or evil, see, is in him. He cannot even have it around him. That's one of the reasons why we needed a mediator between him to, you know, reconcile and get everything back together. And I just want to tell you, see, in this state, we can still be very good um, people, but because we're not all together right, even physically, see, in our imperfections right now, our bodies don't uh, work the way that they supposed to, no matter how good of a health that we are in, our bodies don't. Because eventually, even the strongest man on the face of this earth will wither away and, and die. Eventually, you see, no matter how great of a shape that person is in, and yet, the way that God made us, we weren't meant to die with these physical bodies. These bodies were meant to continue to rejuvenate, you see, and continue to stay young for all eternity. So with that being said, since our bodies doesn't work that way, <laughs> it is still in an imperfect, you know, state that once again causes a form of wrath that we have with God. However, see, with what Jesus did when he, you know, gave up his perfect life for mankind, he's made a way that even in this state, see, we can still all be connected to God. We can still all pray to God. Isn't that something? You got to do the best that you can to show that you want to be his friend. And this is important because just like that scripture we read in Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, and the reason why I want to share this is everything that you are able to do at night, in the morning, and throughout the day, when I'm talking about actually praying to God, thanking him, you know, over your food and things of that nature, you can do this. But guess what? God's enemy that was in the spirit realm in heaven, no longer in heaven, you know, because he was thrown out 
with the people who actually went along with them, you know, rebelled along with them, they can no longer do that. They're no longer able to connect with God in that way. You see, this is what this condition of Tartarus really is. They're no longer able to even be, you know, restored. Uh, sometimes people say, well, well, what if they're sorry for what they did or what have you? Well, the reason why they cannot be forgiven or restored is because along with free will, remember, there's another thing that they had in heaven that every human on the face of this earth never had. They had perfect spiritual bodies. You see, they were already, to use this expression, perfect in mind, body, and spirit. If you want to use, you know, use that, um, those words. So with that being said, it truly, truly was no excuse at all for them to use their free will in that way. And so since they knowingly misused their free will, made this decision, guess what? They are no longer connected to God. They are no longer connected to everything in the way that it's used at that times, whether it's his purpose, it's his love, they rejected all of those things. So do you see how along with free will, even the state already of your mind and your body, spirit, so to speak, factor into all of this of what perfection really is? Well, since they were already in that perfected state and they rejected God, they lost this connectedness and you can see the state that they're in now. Uh, 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 yes, a horrible state, but this is what they chose. In this case, this was the consequences of their actions. And if you want to know, then why are humans still able to mess up and do bad things and treat one another in a bad way at times and God takes them back? It is because I told you before. Along with their free will, look at the state that our mind, bodies, and soul are still in at this time. Many of us do carry out things sometimes, you know, whether it's daily or what have you, because there's different levels you see of sin and things of that nature. But is it really on purpose? See, sometimes just by going to this coffee shop environment and really sitting down and talking with somebody and meditating on what the situation is, the encouragement can be that I understand this now. Let me not misuse this wonderful privilege that I still have of free will and the ability to even ask God for forgiveness for whatever I, you know, may have done this day 
or whatever I've done to somebody in the past. You see? And if you're sincere with it and, you know, and really try your hardest not to do it again, then yes, this goes to show you what the ransom sacrifice of Jesus is. Because remember I told you what the free will, how powerful that is to break this connectedness, you see, uh, all this privilege that we have with God to receive his light and his Holy Spirit through prayer and things of that nature. Well, let me tell you, God's Holy Spirit working through Jesus' ransom sacrifice of people accepted it's even more powerful than that. So it can override everything. It can override our hearts that condemn us. It can override all of that, you see. And these are things that, as I said before, is a wonderful, wonderful privilege uh, God has given us, a gift God has given us. And when people really get the sense of exactly what God was saying, what God had Jesus do, you see, things, everything in the future will be totally out of love and not and sometimes the way that uh, the misunderstanding is people make things so regimental. But the reason why things are so regimental at times is because of the insensibility of humans' hearts. It's like since a person can't uh, really grasp what love is in this way, then they have to do things in a routine to form those uh, uh, patterns, you see, um, and, and hope as they carry out these different actions, the sense behind it will eventually, you see, continue to bloom in their hearts, you see. So I just wanted to uh, share that thought uh, with you today and to explain even Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4, to really appreciate that the oneness and the love, it is all with the grand creator of the universe. Remember, if people say we all are stardust, and a lot of people are proud of saying that. See, we literally come from stardust. And then, remember I say, well, what's the square root of that? It's God. <laughs> See, everything came from God, his body. You see, I mean, spirit body, his Holy Spirit, his power. Okay. And so with that being said again, I just want to emphasize that oneness does not mean, again, encroaching upon other separate bodies and, and people's uh, gifts and, and things that they have. Why? Because if we all came from God and his Holy Spirit, like a parent giving birth, so to speak, if I could use that, you see, then why did he 
take all these parts of himself and his power and put them into creation and stars and us, you know, being made in his image. Why did he do that? Why did he also give us the choice of free will? See, and, and the free will being so powerful that it can even override being connected to him, you see, by the things that we do, you see? So just think about that. He did that because not only were we made in his image to, you know, show love, justice, and power and wisdom, but he even said, yeah, this is yours. <laughs> You can have this. You can take care of that. I'm not selfish. I'm generous. See? <laughs> See? So, understand that. And the same way that he respects us to make our own free will decision on whether we want to listen to him or not, even though, yes, if we choose wrong, then of course, then... then there are some consequences that's just not good that goes with that. That's why, you know, I read 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. But if we choose correctly, which goodness is correct to choose, then what do we get? We gain life. We gain prosperity. Um... And when I say prosperity, I start with the spiritual prosperity first. So anyway, thank you for spending this time with me in this uh, Pock Books moment. I feel like calling it a Pock Books coffee shop moment. <laughs> and uh, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality. <laughs>